Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, it's tuning in to our online affiliates around the world. We're glad you all could join us as well. Well, National Book Month is right around the corner. And if you're looking for great books to add to your list, I think our next guest has one you want to take notice of. We're excited to welcome author Ellen Paul to our program today. Ellen is celebrating her brand-new book called Mother must read well. We'll talk to her not only about what it's like for her to re- write a, a book that I think will really take you on a lot of different emotions as you're going throughout it, but also what it's been like for her to already hear the response from readers as well. If you guys are just now finding out about Must Read Well, we'll let you know how to get your own copy of it. Ellen, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Oh, gosh. I'm so happy to speak with you. Well, look, the pleasure is definitely all mine. Ellen, love this book. And, again, it's, this conversation is perfect with National Book Month uh, literally upon us here. I want to talk about the early response already. What has it been like for you to see the way that people are already getting into this book? Well, honestly, it's been fantastic. <laughs> I've been thrilled. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm getting just beautiful advance reviews and I couldn't put it down kind of thing. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's beyond my dreams just very very good thank you for asking yeah well Ellen I think the thing is it is one of those books that it does really it it, I mean I could easily see this as a movie I mean it is one of those things that I think really does draw you in and you find yourself you know trying to see what characters you're going to root for you know who is it that you're going to be siding siding with was that part of the fun of writing it for you too it was um, I've written a couple of mysteries, and I, without that experience, I don't think I could have written this book because I learned how to pace and how to feed information, how to be fair with the reader but not give everything away, so it's still fun. And um, I honestly think of the characters – I think of the book as a kind of very, very genteel smackdown between two really smart women. Um, so – there's definitely a suspenseful element, and it was a lot of fun to create that. And I think, too, the idea of whose truth do you believe, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things, too, that kind of comes up in the book. And I think we all live in a world where, for some people, truth is relative. So <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so I want to I, I talk about that experience, because I love the fact that, you know, we have heard that that saying, you know, there's always, you know, there's, you know, what you believe, what someone else believes, and then the truth somewhere in the in the middle of mm. it all. Talk, talk mm. to us about Liz and what it was like for you to have Liz kind of be that individual looking for the truth. You know, I didn't realize this until very late, but um, Liz is a little bit based on my own experience as a journalist because I wrote about people in the arts for about 10 years mostly for the New York Times. And when you're doing that, you want to learn just a little bit more than the person wants to tell you because they have their spiel and you want your story. Uh, So creating her, uh, 
a big part of it came from that, but also I gave her some of my own experiences and I wanted to make her someone you want to spend time with even though she is not a fully admirable person. Um, and that was an interesting challenge. That also took a long time. This book was not written overnight. It was written over five years. Oh, wow, five years. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, Okay, so, so let's then talk about the genesis of this whole experience for you then, Ellen. I mean, as you mentioned, I mean, some people have gotten to know you because of your nonfiction work, of course, writing. What was it that kind of led you to fiction? I've been um, engaged with fiction since I could read, and I could read since I was three. So fiction has been my um, my go-to refuge, and uh, it's the world where I feel most at home, honestly, reading or writing. Um, I'm sometimes not proud of that because it means that I'm not that much at home in the world of facts. But um, but I did, you know, I did only I stuck to the facts when I was a journalist. But um, I love books. Books have been my um, refuge, I guess is the word, and, and also my words have been my playthings for my whole life. So, I, you know, I'm kind of a fiction addict. Gotcha. And I think, too, as the story unfolds, as this particular story must read well, uh, kind of unfolds, I think the whole idea of, of discovering not only truth comes out for me, Ellen, but also discovering oneself. And to that point, that's why I want to go back to to Liz as well, because I think you know, as we're kind of getting to understand these characters, the way the story is told definitely does play into that. So, how did you decide how you wanted the book to be told to us as the reader? It started a long time ago like seven years ago, <laughs> six years ago, um, when I wrote um, a little note to myself that something came to me out of the blue, and I'm going to read you that note because it's still up on my bulletin board. Um, it's woman, and then in brackets, writer, can no longer read her own journals and needs someone to read to them to her. And... That just sat dormant for a while, but I thought it was so poignant. And this is, of course, the older woman, not Liz. This is Anne, um, who wants to revisit her past but has to invite a stranger to read her past to her, a very intimate past. Um, But this, this question of knowing the truth and discovering herself for Liz, I think it's very pertinent because... She's a desperate woman. She wants to finish her Ph.D., and she needs access to Anne to do that, and she deceives Anne. But she struggles internally. She's morally conflicted about what she's doing because she she's not a bad person. <laughs> she's a desperate person. Um, yeah, and... Uh, I mean, she's not, no one I know. She is not based on anyone I know. I don't think either of them is, although I'm closer to Anne, I guess, because I have 150 at least journals that I've kept through my life. 
Amazing. Amazing. And I think, too, that the idea of writing does play, words play such a big part in this story as well, Ellen. And I think that, again, makes this book so fascinating and the characters so so fascinating for sure. I, I think, too, the idea of good and bad also becomes relative. I mentioned truth being relative. What was mm. that like for you to play with? I mean, the idea of you know of the whole way we look at who's good, who's bad, and, and who does what is good, who does what is bad. I, I like to talk about this. Um, I don't think anyone is entirely good or entirely bad. I'm not even sure how useful those terms are when you're talking about human beings because we are all such a mix of mm-hmm. wants and needs and aspirations and beliefs about how we should behave, but but we're all flawed. So I, I found it fascinating to uh, create two, I mean, both of the main characters are flawed and revealing where those flaws are I think got more and more delicate and detailed um, you know kind of like a a camera zooming in (laughs) slowly 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 um, which was great fun and in terms of words which you mentioned I mean of course those are the tools um, I had a wonderful time with their dialogue. I like to write dialogue. I'm much more auditory person than a visual person. And um, just creating, you know, there's a cat and a mouse, there's a spider and a web, but we don't really know which one is who. Right. Um, and that, that, for me also, there's a question of trust. And that two women actually come to trust each other, um, I think and even have affection for each other. And that was kind of a surprise to me. But as they went through their journey together, um, as wary as each of them was, there was also a respect that grew between them. And I I like that because for me, my friendships with my women friends, well, friends, but women especially, are very, very long and very, very important. And I liked having that warmth grow between the women who who start off very cautious with each other. Yeah. And I think that, too, is something a lot of people can relate to, uh, Ellen. I think not just jumping right in. Uh, because of experience mm. a lot of time, mm-hmm. um, you know, they are more cautious. And I think even we see that again going back to Liz, uh, even I think when it comes to things like, I mean, taking a chance when it comes to love, when it comes to relationships, I think there's that whole thing of, of being being cautious as well. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I love that again. I'll also, and I appreciate what you said about, using those words like good and bad when it comes to people because I think not only does your book show this I think if we're honest our our lives show that right that Mm. we've made good decisions bad decisions you know I I know I can relate to that and I think the whole thing of you know who are you at the end of the day I think that's kind of the thing that comes up even in this book so I do have to ask you this question then I love the fact that you shared the note that's on the bulletin board is this the book if I had asked you when you started, must read well, 
what the book was going to be about. Is this the book you would have told me about initially, or did you find the characters kind of took over? Okay. Thanks for asking. It is so <laughs> not the book that it started out to be. <laughs> I started it as a kind of woolly mammoth, shaggy dog, Dickensian giant book with like a, more than a dozen characters whose lives, in my imagination, we were gradually going to understand were tangled in ways we hadn't known, and it was all set in a big Upper West Side apartment building, which is where I live, and all the characters. Anyway, it was just like this huge mess. By the time I was a year in, I was convinced that the pages were moving during the night because they weren't where I left them. (laughs) I was just overwhelmed, and I went to a friend who's a very, very smart woman and a, and a writer, and I just told her the story. There's this character and that character and this young girl and this man who got blah, 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 and she listened to the whole thing, and she said, you know, um, there, it's really interesting, but there are two characters that stand out to me are the woman who can't read her own writing and the young woman who helps her. And I did what I think of as a plotectomy, I I cut away 90% of the book and what was left was the story we have here which is a, a pretty lean and muscular story I think um not a lot of fat on it and uh as you can imagine that was a huge change <laughs> but I don't regret it at all I don't I'm not sure I'll ever go back to all those other people whose lives were so confusingly tangled it was wow. a journey for sure, and I'm not a big fan of the word journey, but it was. Right, right, and and I think too, the and and I, and I love that too. That I mean, to someone on the outside, that something kind of came through, you know, that that was like, okay, um, you know, that this is this is what stands out to them, and then of course being able to go with that. The other thing I thought too, as we kind of were talking about. Um, good and bad, and this is the last thing I'll mention here, Ellen, and I'll talk around this so I don't spoil it. One thing we find, and I think all of us have been guilty of this maybe in some form or fashion, whether it's ourselves or our family, in the book it's the family, we kind of paint a picture, right, that fits what we want people to know instead of what is true. Mm-hmm. Like no one wants to mm-hmm. admit things about their parents that may be unflattering. Uh, that may send a bad light on them, especially when they're trying to become more so or, or more than where they came from or what they came from. Talk to us about that because I, I thought that was a really real thing. I mean, that there are people who, because of what they've experienced, where they come from, they do kind of create their own reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think to some extent we all make choices like that and and people talk about now it's how you tell this how you see how you frame your story right. you know th- this crushing thing happened but i survived right. or you know that i'm 70 years old i've changed a lot in my life um and i don't know if what you have in mind is, is the one kind of minor point but very important to me psychologically is that Liz was raised in a very dysfunctional environment she had she was yes. an only child of two alcoholic uh mm-hmm. parents yeah, that's exactly what I was talking a, about <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 
Well, um, I had someone in my life that I was very close to, um, and and his struggles with alcohol affected my life. And I he sent me to Al-Anon, and I know everybody knows about AA, but not that many people know about Al-Anon. And Al-Anon is a program; it's a twelve-step program. It's allied with AA, but it's um, for people whose lives have been damaged by other people's alcohol use or drug use. And for me, it was deeply, deeply healing. So um, in the book, uh, well, I I was going to say at Al-Anon, I learned that adult children of alcoholics often struggle because they're not really in touch with their own feelings. They grew up in such a dangerous place that what they had to think about was their frightening and possibly dangerous parents' feelings. So if dad came home feeling good, great. If dad came home in one of those moods, you were scared. And you had to constantly read dad and not yourself. And some of these people really struggle to even know their own feelings. Um, so that's what Al-Anon helps. I mean, it's one of the many things that that program helps with is to make the journey to focus on yourself. And I found that immensely healing. And Liz, she tries. She goes to Al-Anon. She goes to an Al-Anon meeting in the book. She's brought there as a teenager by a, a kind of teacher who's a mentor. And um, she tries. But her natural go-to is a kind of deception. Because if she had been perfectly honest and said, Dad, you're scaring me, that would have been dangerous as a 5-year-old or a 10-year-old or you know even older. So I think there's a canniness that people develop, and then they would like to get rid of it when they're grown up. But it's so deeply instinctive that you have to work at it. But That's I mean, sir, oh, and the other thing I do want to say about painting a picture of your life, yeah, I don't think people share these struggles very widely. Um, again, a some people have outed themselves, and God bless them. Some people are open about it, but um, most people I I find are not open about their struggles. They do not want to get in the elevator with their neighbor and. You know, the neighbor says, how are you? And the person says, I don't know, I'm, my bipolar stuff is really kicking up. You know, yeah. people just don't say that. And they sure don't want to say, well, you know, my, my mother is pretty much drinking herself to death. And I feel the world would be a lot better place if people could be more open. I understand that a surgeon can't talk about his alcoholism with his patients, but mm. I I feel like for a lot of us, it's just a question of please. You know, we're, and now Al-Anon people say you're only as sick as your secrets, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. The more you can be open about stuff, the more you understand this is this is not people's fault. This is a bad thing in the world, and you were exposed to it. It's not even the addict's fault. They didn't want to be an addict. So right. I, I, I don't know. That's my my personal plea for greater openness. <laughs> well, no, I, and it's it's a it's a great point, and I think it's a great connection again to this book uh, because even as the title, and I thought about this afterwards, uh, Ellen, the title is "Must Read Well," and a lot of times we think about. You know, the first thing I thought about when I was reading the the title in the book was about words, but it also was about reading people. You know, reading situations. Yes. 
and and I it's, love it's, that. it's so, yeah, it's so many other layers to that, and I think to read to understand and not to judge, and I think that comes across in the book as well. Um, you know, to, that we find out things about people like in the book where they're you know where where you have the one character I can't remember now which one it was that said I don't like talking about myself, but you know being able to be curious about others and to do it without judgment, right? And and I think yeah. that whole thing kind of plays into into part as well. So um, we we kind of talked about the makings of this book, um, and you you said something interesting though, Ellen. I want to. I want to go back to you said the other characters that you kind of took out you don't think you'll go back to them but what about the characters that made it in do you think there's more of their story you'd like to tell before I answer your very good question I just want to say I got a shiver when you were talking about listening to people and not judging mm-hmm. I you know God bless you that that's I think that's just so helpful in life and right, and right now in our country very hard, but we don't get anywhere if we don't talk to people we disagree with or who upset us. Right. I mean, Obama said that, and I really believe that. So, thank you for saying that. Um, sure. And and now I've entirely forgotten you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ellen, that was your way of not answering my question. I think that I think no, that's no, what no, just no. happened there. <laughs> oh, the characters. Will the character? Will these characters? Yes. No, yeah, I got it. Back. I got it. I'm not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not not shirking. Um I don't I don't know that I would return to these characters. They're pretty get, get a pretty thorough workout in this okay. book. I really okay. do feel, you know, it's it's a little like a it's a little like a chess match, but it's a little like a cage match too. Um mm-hmm. they give it their all. So, um I probably won't, although I'll miss them. I always miss the characters in my book. Mm-hmm. Books. Yeah. Wow. You get to know them pretty well. Amazing, amazing. Well, Ellen, on a selfish note, I want to ask you before we – I want to let our audience know how they can get the book and stay connected with you. But there, there's a picture on your Twitter account that I want to ask you about uh, because we talked about journals and that kind of thing. There's a picture of you sitting on the floor with the book on top of some pages. Can you tell us about that <laughs> picture and what those pages were? Yeah, those pages are former drafts of the book. And it's about, oh my goodness! Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, and that's only some of them. I was getting, you know, finally the book was sold. I knew where it was going. I was editing right. it for them, and then I was, you know, I thought I better pick up all these stacks of paper because I didn't let go of any of it. Um, and I made this giant stack, and I was getting ready to take it out to the recycling bin, and I thought, you know what, just leave it here for a minute. And when the book was available as an advanced review copy, I put a copy of it on top of it. And I took a picture because I felt like this is the history of the book. And, wow. you know, I do feel guilty using up that much paper, but it was a five-year <laughs> <laughs> experience. So I kind of don't know when I'm going to let go of that. It, it's it's right next to me as I'm talking to you. <laughs> so that's what that is. That is amazing. I had no idea what it was, so I'm so I'm so glad I asked the question. You know, that's, uh-huh. that's the great thing about this job, Ellen. I get to ask questions. I'm sure other people wanted too. Hey, what what's, what what are those pages? <laughs> right. What, what, well, what? I, when I first posted it, I put I finished my book on it <laughs> as the caption. Wow. So I hoped people would yeah get the get the the story there. 
Well, it's a great read, Ellen, and a great conversation with you again, everyone. Ellen Paul has been our guest. Must Read Well is the new book. You guys can go ahead and one-click the Kindle edition now. You will have to wait a little while on the on the uh, the actual print copy of the book, but you can go ahead and one-click the Kindle edition now. So take advantage of that to go ahead and get an early start on the book. And Ellen, how can our audience stay connected with you? Oh, well, I do have a website, and it's pretty cinchy. It's uh, ellenpaul.com, and the contact information is my Gmail address, so send me a note. I am not hard to find, Yeah, and I I would love to hear from people. I would love to connect directly with readers. It's um, what could be better. Yeah. Well, really enjoyed this chat with you, Ellen. So glad you could stop by the show, and looking forward to our next conversation together. Thank you so much. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Take good well, care. Hey, thank you. You as well. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care.